Real Estate Radio. This is Byron Lazine. I'm here with Pat Kenny, as always, from Barnum Plans. If you're new to the show, Real Estate Radio, we, we come at you every single Saturday live at 11 a.m. We talk real estate, local economy, what's going on in the C to the T mm. when we're only spreading positivity. Isn't that right, Pat? It's all good news here it's all good it's all good in the hood so again byron lazine one and company william ravis real estate along with my co-partner in crime pat kenny we got a lot of good stuff happening this week right having some uh, having some mic issues here i apologize you're having a mic issue not like a like an actual mic issue like i can't figure out where it's got to go though the arm's in a weird position for me hmm. Mike sounds on point right now it is man it's like legit dialed in we're out of our guilford studio in the one and company office today we've been doing that a lot here with the summer traffic we don't want to get up get up in the uh, 94 9 studio you have to leave on fridays to get there in time so yeah you yeah. got to leave a day in advance to get there for an 11 a.m show on saturday so we're we're not doing calls today but we'll, we'll give away a little bit of martin's money later there's, there's no problem yeah, doing that we're still giving it away through the through the email there's technology now you don't have to use the telephone as much we have brought this show to 2004 like we're right. up to the we're up to email <laughs> you may yeah, be able to send me an aim message soon let me know what you're thinking 94.9 is finally in the 2000s <laughs> thank you very much uh, john fuller killing it right now yeah so oh, you, man. you you got your amazon fa uh, fanboy going on this week you sent me an amazon article can't help it. i tagged you one on instagram i got like the i sent you an article i can't help it man bezos just, is just is setting the, he's changing the world he's changing single-handedly i think trying to change the world now one employee at a time all of them. Well, all I think of them at, all of them like, at once. It's 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 kind of yeah. I mean, he's got seven hundred million reasons to to make some changes. It's uh, it's some crazy stuff, man. It's good though. Yeah, what's he doing? He's putting seven hundred million in to retrain. How much of his workforce? A third. A third of, of the workforce. About a hundred thousand. Yeah. Biggest corporate retraining initiatives ever announced. How did the market react to that this week? Uh, Amazon has actually kind of no reaction. Kind of plugged along. Yeah, it's that kind of news. I mean, it's positive, but like. It, it's good like it's a good image thing right it's uh, the capital version of it 700 million dollars in the world of amazon is not a particularly large capital outlay so it's not like it has a they're not worried about him spending 700 million or them spending 700 million dollars on this stuff i mean we're i think we're not not at record highs but um you know we're still in the just shy of 2000 a share which is unbelievable i mean if you were i, I think it was was it ryan I remember when we did the show where that was you and I. The um, we did the show with what was the uh, the IPO price when Amazon first launched back in the, back in the nineties. This was ninety seven, I think they launched. Yeah, it was eighteen dollars. Yeah, Ryan a share. was on that show. Yeah, yeah. It was me and Ryan. Yeah, it was eighteen dollars a share. Yeah, I mean that's and that's two thousand here. Yeah, let's call it. It's absurd. That's crazy. It's just ridiculous. And he's gonna keep moving, man. He's just a. Uh, it's an interesting move retraining a workforce that was hired at a certain skill set and saying you know what you know the jobs of tomorrow are are a different skill set mm. and so instead of going out and hiring that skilled worker we're just going to keep the people we have and retrain them can you teach an old dog new tricks he's betting 700 million dollars that you can Hmm. I mean, it's well. We've talked about this in the, you in know, the past too. Like he, he employees intuitively hate training. Ah, uh, do do you agree? Training employees. Think, I'm just talking yeah, employees. Yeah. I'm not talking. Yeah, I'm, th I'm thinking like so. I think personal contractors. Well, I think employees probably do 
Employees hate everything. Employees hate training. They training, hate themselves but like, but a lot of the times. But because a lot of training, I think, unfortunately, a lot of corporate training is just trying to rehash the thing you already know how to do. That's the attitude most people have, right? They walk in, they're like, I already know how to do this. I don't care. Like, why do? Why am I here? I do this job every day. I know. That, that's my point. They, 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 but this isn't training. This is this is like this is yeah. You know, this is training to get the teaching, new think, the new position. I think it's really. I think that's the only kind of like you can't. And that might be like a crowbar separation. But you, you can barely get real estate agents to train every day, and their livelihood depends on it. People, you know, they're not even guaranteed a paycheck. Mine's, our world's the same. You got guys that, you know, guys and girls that won't study for their exams to take the license exams they have to do to even get paid. They just hang out and they're doing the thing. And it's like, no, you can't. Like, there's a piece of business that you have the relationship, you've made the phone call that you cannot get compensated for being on because you haven't taken the test. Yeah. Oh, I don't have the time. You should learn every day. Even if it's not quote unquote training, you should be listening to a half hour of content that's going to help you, you know, sharpen your skills or become a better person or expand your thinking. Learn how every to day. cook or just something, something that, something that makes you better than yesterday. Learn how to cook. I might have an extra bedroom, you know, <laughs> learn how to cook good enough. <laughs> but it's kind of cool too. So it's not, it's not just like a broad swath, like. If you work in a warehouse or if you like he's there's some uh the retraining programs are focused on on six specific areas so the technical academy uh associate to tech which is fulfillment center people the learning university the career like there's a there's a couple of very specific areas one i thought was really interesting uh is the last one that they mentioned in the article is aws training that's the amazon web services that's their cloud business which in the last two years has just absolutely exploded Uh, it's a part of the business that makes up uh, not revenue-wise the largest chunk, but profit, like portion of the profit. Uh, last quarter, the AWS part of the portion of the profit was almost forty percent. So let's you know, let's say they made ten billion dollars in profit. Four billion of that came from AWS alone. So that's all their cloud computing stuff. That's all their web hosting. You know where they're trying to get at the Googles of the world and the IBMs and that kind of stuff. And it's a huge portion of the business. And I think building that workforce the way that they're obviously focusing on it is just a nod to how important Amazon and Jeff Bezos think that part of the business is going to be. It's going to be ridiculous because it's Jeff Bezos. Because he's, become my, third he's your boy. It's become my third favorite person on earth. I think what is the, cause the minimum wage changed or got approved to change for 2025 this week. And what was the, I think Jeff Bezos already bumped everybody up to 15 at Amazon. So this retraining, I don't know that he's saving the, the, the seven hundred million isn't coming out of the difference, I don't think. I think everybody at Amazon's already at fifteen bounds. Thirteen. They're at thirteen. Yeah, he bumped them up to thirteen, and then he plans to be on track for fifteen by twenty twenty. So by the end of the year, by, by end the end of this year, he'll be at fifteen yeah, so he'll across be, the board. Yeah, so he'll be five years ahead of what the Fed is going to be. But I don't. To be honest with you, I'm not sure. I don't think this money is training those the minimum wage employees. Like mm. I, I really think he's trying to get more of a skilled labor force. He, we don't know what third of his workforce he's training. Well, no, it tells us. It tells us what part. Like so, the technical academy, which equips non-technical employees to transition to software engineering. So that's pretty great, right? Like if you're someone who's not in mm. a tech space, you're going to learn how to do software engineering. Uh, the fulfillment centers, associate to tech is the name of the program, which trains warehouse and fulfillment center employees to move to technical roles. So again, because I mean, don't forget too, he announced that he he Amazon announced their plans that they're not joking about. They're going to automate more and more and more of their fulfillment system with robots. 
he's made no bones about that. That's and what he yeah, and, and the interesting part of that is he's like so upfront about the robots coming 100%. that he's like, hey, we're going to train these people either for a job with us or a job somewhere else. Anywhere else, yeah. Because you may not have a job when the robotics come when strolling robots come, through. You ever watch videos of the robots zipping around the Amazon warehouses? Yes, I it's have. It's unbelievable. Those little, those little like, they're like, they look like Roombas. And they're going to come in full force. All right, so uh, we, when we come back, we'll dig into this. You want to dig into that minimum wage thing? Yeah, I'm interested to, to I would love to hear like, or hear or read some of the responses on some of the opinions. I'm sure they'll. Yeah, we'll go through some of the responses. Come. We'll go through what Pat thinks it's going to do uh, maybe to the market. Maybe mm. you can comment on that. I don't yeah. think he even can, but yeah. we're going to come back anyways. Real Estate Radio 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Real Estate Radio, we're back. Byron Lucene, one and company. William Ravis, real estate. I got Pat Kenny from Barnum Plans in the house. We're talking a little Amazon, Pat's favorite topic. They're about to put 700 milli back into the brains of their employees, jacking up the workforce. Speaking of jacking up the workforce, this past week, the uh, the old U.S. government jacked up the minimum wage to 15 bonies an hour. So that's, yeah. So the House passed it. We'll see. The House passed it, uh, not by a huge margin, by the way. Yeah, I mean, it was 231 to 199. Uh, again, not you know, gigantic by any means. Um, the federal minimum wage right now is $7.25. Yeah. So we're more than doubling the federal minimum wage, which becomes the floor for these states. Is that how that works? Uh, yeah, I mean, Fed is Fed. Like, you can't you know right any lower than that the 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 trade-off though like on their chart here it shows alabama having no minimum wage so is is alabama just saying yeah no we don't care about your 725 i don't really know what alabama i don't know why really it, says, it says none next to louisiana alabama. oh they probably just don't have them there's they they don't have a, a mandated minimum one there so you can have a fed but you can have a state that's higher like if the fed is 725 and connecticut's 850 connecticut's $10.10 yeah so that's that's the minimum wage if you work in connecticut you can't make less than that the federal sets the floor yeah the state can go higher they can't go lower so alabama doesn't have one so alabama will follow the they federal. gotta follow the federal yeah but all of this i mean the good like not good news bad news the the point is like all of this isn't it's a step forward if you're a minimum wage employee the problem is, is that it still has to pass the senate and the senate Ooh. is what makes it law yeah, it ain't passing the Senate. Senate is Republican. It's not passing the it Senate. It passed the Democratic House. So, like, you, you only had three uh, Republicans that opposed it. You had six Democrats that opposed it. No, you had three Republicans that voted for it. I oh, think yeah, 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 yeah. Meaning went against their party. Or yeah, whatever. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. three Republicans went against their party and went for it. And then six Democrats went against their party yep. and opposed it. That, that's, yeah, exactly. that, that's the way that one broke down. Yeah. Nobody, by the way, Pat on this minimum wage deal right now is even close to 15 bucks. DC's at 13 and a quarter. Um, anybody close to 15 on this chart? I don't see anybody. I see DC at the highest. That's it. That's the highest, $13 and a quarter. Nobody's, nobody's at $15. So by 2025, all the states are gonna have to make their floor $15 an hour. So, okay. If, again, if this passes yeah. through the Senate. So that's okay. I mean, okay, whether you agree or not, that's that's up to you. That that's going to be the deal. What uh, what caught my eye here was so fifteen bucks by two thousand twenty five, uh, and then index further hikes to medium wage growth. That, that, I don't know what that means. Then the next line, it would also phase out lower minimum wage wage paid 
to tipped workers. Mm. Service That's going to open up a can of worms. Yeah. You're, you're going to see, uh, you're going to see one, we have a problem right now in this country with great service, by the way. Like we have a big problem with great service in this country overall. Are and you still stuck on the Portland golf course? Cause I feel like you're stuck on the Portland golf course. I'm past. Although that's another example. I was just in here. I just realized that you forgot. The second I said it, I, I looked for, at your face. I realized you forgot and now I've re-triggered you. I apologize. I forget those instances. <laughs> that was a, that's another great story. I wish I told that today. I told two stories of situations that happened to me this week. We should, with tell, we should service. definitely tell Sam the story while we're on the air. So tell, tell the golf story. And then I've got a, uh, yeah, we walk into this. Pat and I walk into this. It's 4th golf, of July. This clubhouse. It's 4th of July. It's, it's literally like hours before Pat's getting married. Yeah, it's so 8 o'clock in the morning or 8.30. We're in a good mood. It's a beautiful day. It's 90 degrees outside. There's no clouds. It's just, it's unbelievable. It's a golf course neither one of us has ever played. And we're both like, all right. we, we Corey Ridge. Yeah, so we, we Shout drove. Shout out to Corey. So we drove past one golf course. We're like, all right, not bad. Literally on the same road, like 15 feet up, is this random driveway into the woods. We're like, all right, this is where we get stabbed. This is going to be great. Get up there. It's gorgeous. It's a nice spot. It's a cool drive up, it turns out. You're like, all right, cool. This is going to be fine. Not a big deal. Come around the corner. Everything's good. Walk into the pro shop. Go to the pro because we've never played. It's 8 o'clock in the morning. We didn't get a chance to go putt. And we're like, hey, just, you know, like, hey, well, how are the greens running? It's not busy, by the way. There's no it's stress. It's, he's, he's working a golf course, taking $50 bills from people and put them in the register. Yeah, he's standing in his, like, blue polo shirt tucked into his khakis having a good morning. Like, it's a, he's got a cup of coffee. Like, it's an easy day. Yeah. And I was like, hey, man, never, played, a, never played here before. To me, it's a $7.25 position, <laughs> but he probably was up over this the year. 15. This year. So we asked, we're like, hey, I was like, hey, man, um, never played here before. Make sure I caveated that so he knew. How are the greens running? Oh, I don't know. They don't let me out there. I was like, aren't you the dude at the pro shop? I was like, okay. All right. Fair enough. He's like, I mean, they're pretty good. I was like, great. Sounds good. Walk away with no new information. Information no, but, I could have used. No, but you just made it sound nice. Like he was really not nice. Well, he about was very, it. he was unbelievably sarcastic and I don't really have very it. Very sarcastic. The, fo- the reason I didn't want to set that bar too high is the follow-up is somebody who he obviously knows, who I think is a regular at Quarry Ridge. This is when it gets bad. Byron and I are hanging out in the pro shop. He's looking for a hat. We're doing something. And all of a sudden, this the stranger, who I'm calling the stranger, walks into the pro shop. The pro shop guy looks at him and goes, hey, Mr. Insert name of whatever the guy's Mr. name Golfer. was. He's like, how are the greens running? Ha, 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 ha. Like super, like basically like that. Just really sarcastic, sarcastic. And like just with, and purposely loud enough, like not within earshot, like, hey, that guy over there is an idiot and asked me a stupid question and I'm going to make fun of him. And it just became, well, Byron and I spin around and these two are at the pro shop having this, ha ha, what kind of an idiot ask those kind of questions at a golf course conversation. And we're like, Byron and I are like, what the hell is going on, dude? Pe- like, this is a golf question. People have no service training. Like the way you answer a question of, hey, how are the greens? And, and you know, maybe he hasn't been out there to play. Maybe he I'm doesn't not know. Sure. You can say, not I'm not entirely sure. That's a better answer than, than super easy. Right. Or it's, hey, man. It's a great question. I get that question a lot. I haven't been out there. Let me hook you up with the starter. He's been out there. He played yesterday or or an alternative answer. Oh, my God. I forgot the starter. I forgot the starter that set oh, the, the precedent before sleeping. we... Oh no, God. the starter before we got there. The starter when we get out of the car. I forgot all... We get out of the car. We open the back of Byron's car. We haven't even gotten the clubs out yet. And the gu- starter rolls over, stops dead, stares at us for a second and goes, who are you guys? Who are you? Yeah, he was, that was the weirdest question. I forgot. I just, I've, that, that set the precedence. And when we went inside, 
in his defense, it just derailed. He was stoned out of his mind in his defense. That was so. the no, no. That was the old guy. You're thinking of the, of the young kid that was oh, asleep yeah, yeah. the second time. So the, yeah. there was like a guy in his 60s. No, there was actually a stoned kid who was like dead asleep yeah. in the cart. Yeah. So the the whole genesis of this is service. Is service is terrible, dude. And it was horrible. I walk place. into Starbucks yesterday. No, it wasn't yesterday. Whatever day it was, it was it was during the week. I, I walk into Starbucks. I was telling the story yesterday. And one of the bathrooms is is occupied, and the other one, the doors open, but there's somebody in there cleaning. So I look in. She looks at me. I look at I look at her, and then I kind of stand there. She looks back at me, and she literally looks up and she goes, "Cleaning, bro." I was like, "Bro." I was like, okay, bro. I broed her back, dude, by yes. the way. I broed her. I said, okay, bro. Well, one aggressive bro deserves like, another aggressive bro. I, like, I agree. Uh, can I use it? Can I use this clean bathroom? Like, the, the answer is when you see that I'm about to, like, use the bathroom and then go buy a $4.50 cup of coffee. Small, small coffee. Yeah. Like, you know, the answer there is, oh, hey, I'm cleaning right now. It's going to take me another 30 seconds. Or, hey, let me step out so you can step in. Like you provide the service. Mm. I'm the customer. I'm not yeah. here applying for a job, ma'am, bro, ma'am, bro. Yeah. <laughs> this is not me having to pee because I'm nervous before my interview. Like I'm here. So, so what's going to happen in restaurants when people are accustomed to banging out 20, 30 bucks an hour off of their tips and now they're at the 15? I don't, Does the service yeah. go up or down? How many restaurant owners close their doors I have clients right now, great restaurants locally that have told me they may close their doors if this actually were to happen. Because it says here, it also will phase out lower minimum wage paid to tipped workers. Do a poll with all the tipped workers. I don't know if there's one out there, but do a poll with all the waitresses and waiters out there. If they'd rather keep their tips or if they'd rather get an increase on the minimum wage, Mm. they're going to say, I want both. It ain't going to work that way. No. Do you think... Unless you want to pay taxes on both because they don't want to pay taxes on the tips right now. Nope. And do you think the business owner, because this is where, this is the only person that's getting hurt. The business owner's payroll, it didn't double. It didn't go from 725 to 15. It went from three or four bucks, whatever the heck they were paying the the waiters and the wait staff, Mm -hmm. to now 15. So it jumped up dramatically in 2025, you know, coming with this $15 increase for the tipped workers, right? So they're gonna have to make that margin up. So what do you think is gonna happen to the tips now? Well, just, I mean, look at tips, but like you said about margin, like they're not gonna- Tips included in the bill, Mm -hmm. and you're gonna maybe get a little percentage of that after I get my hourly wage back. Mm -hmm. But they're also not gonna, they're not gonna absorb that profit loss. They're not, they're passing that on to you and me. They're not. They're going to pass it on to us Mm -hmm. and they're still going to ask for a tip, but they're going to take the tip. The tip's not going to go directly into the pocket of the waitstaff. This is so obvious what's going to happen here in in restaurants. So now you're going to have somebody serving you who's an hourly waged employee who is pissed off because they're making less. Okay. The the owner's upset because all they're doing is maybe breaking even. Right, and then the customer is upset because they're getting, be- you know, not as good service. Yeah, I mean, and I know that there's, there's, you know, there's arguments on both sides of this, right? Because I've read, I've definitely read pieces where, uh, I think it was over, I think it was actually, in, I think it was in London, where there's like there's been a couple of restaurants that went from low wage 
tip based to like high minimums mm-hmm. no more tips but high minimum wage and like they watched obviously some people left because you're always, always going to have attrition totally fine and but then they watched the rest of the morale improve because they had more stability and all these things and you're like and i can listen i can see both sides of it i've never worked in the service industry i don't understand enough of it to i mean i can speak to it very generally but like you know the service industry to me is so perfectly designed for people to it's sales it's all it's sales for people to get great life skills to to train for their next career for young people to come back from college break pick up a job in the summer provide great service learn how to serve a customer and then if they do a fantastic job get a little cash in their pocket you know what i mean this is this was like you mean it's it's a meritocracy where they're rewarded for their effort and their skills that's so weird it's strange how the only people who ever think they're underpaid are people who are are, are not the people who are on commission the people who own a business mm-hmm. you'll never hear those people complain they're underpaid and if they are it's generally their own fault but like and, and i think for I and i think for most you know most of these positions that this is going to impact this is probably a pretty good thing but there are a lot of positions that this doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense for all right We're going to come back. We're going to definitely give away some of Martin's money. We Mm. come back. We're going to go through the open houses. We're going to talk more about this minimum wage and Amazon. You're on Real Estate Radio, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Real Estate Radio, Byron Lazine. should all be on tape. It is not all recorded. The breaks are the best part, by the way. It's uh, we'll have a whole separate. We know we'll do a whole separate break podcast. We will do a break podcast someday. By the way, speaking of podcasts, this show. If you ever miss it, if you ever you know, are interested in recalling a show, you can go on to CT Real Estate Radio, Apple or SoundCloud, wherever you listen to your podcasts, download the podcast and listen to this show over and over again. You can just put it on a loop and listen to all the shows. Got a pretty good bank now, too. That would take you like a- We do. That would be a pretty good, like you could binge that over like a period of time, but- We got a huge bank. Not as big as Martin McKinney's bank, but we got a bank. Dude, I'm giving you like beach ball segues right now from Mm. topic to topic to topic. You really are lining them up for me. This is just, this is how we roll here. Before we go and smash some of those beach balls or give away some of Martin's money, we got to get into the one and company open houses here for today and tomorrow. So a little bit of a light weekend. I think the heat wave has got the agents scared to get out. I don't know. A lot of, I didn't know we got a lot of showings and all that kind of stuff going on. Uh, so here's what we've got. We've got today from one to three, 66 high street in Guilford. Um, that's going to be absolutely stunning to be out there with those views today, looking over the marsh. You can walk to the green, Walk to the train station, 66 High Street in Guilford, 1 to 3 today. Also, I'll personally be there tomorrow, 1 to 3. So both days we've got 66 High Street. You know, we've gone over all the awards this project's won. It's over 50% sold out. Set the record for New Haven County price per square foot for a condo unit. I think we got the top two or three uh, records in there. So 66 High Street, Guilford, Connecticut, 1 to 3 today and tomorrow. Go check it out if you haven't been there before. Also, tomorrow, we've got three more open houses, 49 Carroll Drive in Uncasville. Uh, 49 Carroll Drive is our model house. We've got now a few lots left, started at seven. We've only got a few left, uh, really, especially this last week, cranked out some, some contracts over there. So those are at 309, four bedroom, three full bath, two car garage, AC, 
uh, beautiful finishes. Azek on the deck and the and the um, composite decking, like just really well well built. So that's 49 Carroll Drive, Uncasville, Sunday from one to three. Join Lee over there at that uh, new construction community. Also, Groton Long Point, the GLP. Love. Love me some GLP. Today, or tomorrow, rather, because this one's tomorrow. What a day to be at GLP. You know, go down to the beach. 14 Atlantic Ave, Groton Long Point. Nikki's going to be there from 1 to 3. You can go up to the rooftop. Maybe you don't want to go to the rooftop tomorrow. But you can go up to the rooftop at night, have a cocktail, and you literally have... 360 views of all of Grant Long Point. You can Ridiculous. see you can see the boat, um, the boating area, the little, the little channel yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, right in the middle. Yep, everything right from the rooftop. 14 Atlantic Ave, Groton Long Point, over 3,000 square feet, and priced under a million. Ridiculous. If you don't stop in Noank and go to Abbott's, ooh, get a little lobster roll on your way when you go to see that house. If nothing else, go yeah. just use that as the excuse to go. Like, it's you a, like Abbott's over Ford's? You're an Abbott's guy. I, I no? do. I am an Abbott's guy. Hmm. Well, because Abbott's has I've not, I, strictly because Abbott's you know, has parking. Is that that's no? also that's a small <laughs> small camera. I well, I also thoroughly enjoy the little tiny horrible half car with one way road that is actually a two way road in front of the convenience store to get to Abbott's. That's I like taking my life in my own hands sometimes. Yeah, and that's that's the sense of adventure I need in my life. Unbelievable. All right. Also, also tomorrow, 607 Fox Hopyard Road. Might be a little too hot to golf, but it's not too hot to step into this beautiful custom-built home. 607 Fox Hopyard Road. We'll have the AC pumping. This is right in the middle of the third fairway at the golf course. You get a full one-year membership when you buy in. We've got packages starting as low as 700 going all the way up. This particular home that you'll see ridiculous finishes in is listed for 1.1. Emily's going to be there tomorrow from 1 to 3, 607 Fox Hopyard Road in East Haddam. That's the one in company. Open houses, one in company at William Ravis Real Estate. You can go on to blog.oneandcompany.com to see the schedule and to check out some of these homes. Every single week we post our open houses there. Sounds like a solid weekend, though. I mean, that is solid. You know, we were up good. to eight and ten here the last few weekends, but this is a solid portion. I think it's a good way to beat the heat too. You go like check out some nice houses. You know, you do your thing, kind of bounce around. I think it's a solid play. Yeah, yeah it's I'm a good. Big, big fan, big advocate of of doing the stuff with the thing. Doing the thing with the thing and the stuff <laughs> and the peoples. <laughs> All right, what do we got? We gonna give away some of Martin's money before the show wraps up? I think we have to, man. It's uh, it's like our, our moral obligation to take care of the listeners. If you didn't get your pool filled up by Irish Spring pool water, I don't know if there's still time, but t- this is the weekend you're probably hating yourself, not having your pool water right. Yeah, you're, you just sitting, you're sitting in your cold bathtub wishing you were outside. Yeah. It's nice and... All right, so we've got Martin McKinney, Boys and Girls, Service Station Equipment, Irish Spring Pool Water. They buy us a bunch of gift cards. We give them to you in the form of Martin's money. We were talking about Amazon earlier in the show. We were talking about the new um, minimum wages, right? So we know that the federal sets a floor, which is currently 725. It's gonna go up incrementally over time here, and it's gonna top off at 15 bucks, the floor, in 2025. All the states basically have different uh, different wages right now, right? 
So here's what we're going to do for Martin's money. Out of the, yeah, out of the, let's go with, with this shell. Let's do a tri-state. Now we don't care about New Jersey. Let's go New York, Connecticut, Rhode Island. Okay. Ooh. Cause I think that's where most of our listeners are. New York, those three states. Yeah. It doesn't have a name, but whatever, whatever that trifecta is, is good. That triple bomb, man, the, the difference between the, the, uh, both ends there, the difference between the Manhattan dude and the Rhode Islander. <laughs> Those are some big differences. I like there. that since like Casey, like since Ryan's Casey is like part of a crew. Yeah. Like we just, we give a lot of love to Rhode Island, a lot more love to Rhode Island than we ever did. Like, except for Sam from Westlake, we didn't really include a lot of Rhode Island. In, no, Sam's in a big star on everybody's show on 94.9. Yeah. Sam from Westlake, not our Sam. We've got a Sam here in uh, in the Guilford studio who's putting this together for Chris He's for not us. Not from Westerly. Not from Westerly. And, uh, he doesn't sound as old as Sam from Westerly. I'm not saying Sam from Westerly is old, but Sam just doesn't sound as old. I think Sam's a, a spry young man in his mid forties. Mid forties. Sam from Westerly. Sam from Westerly. Got it. He might have been born. He might have been born in the mid forties, to be honest with you, actually. But uh, all right. So out of these three states, New York, Connecticut, and Rhode Island, rank them one to three. Highest current minimum wage to the lowest who's got the highest minimum wage to the lowest out of new york connecticut rhode island you got to get the ranking one through three correct all three spots in the right spot we already told you if you were listening earlier in the show connecticut's at ten dollars and ten cents all right so the first one to rank those three from highest minimum wage currently we all know it's going to 15 bucks in 2025 the house passed that this week if it gets through the senate of course we, we, we don't know if that's going to actually yeah. happen also. um all you've got to do is send that into one and you can just hit a contact form and, and pop that in or you can just email me that that might even be the easiest thing byron at one and company.com b-y-r-o-n at o-n-e-a-n-d company Dot com. So all spelt out, Byron at oneandcompany.com. If you send me the correct ranking of New York, Connecticut, and Rhode Island in the order of highest minimum wage to the lowest, hmm. we're going to send you an Oleo gift card courtesy of Service Station Equipment, your residential oil tank specialist, and Irish Spring Pool Water. The Martin Money Manipulator. And... Most importantly, the gift card is more than the hourly minimum wage. The gift card is going to be more than the hourly minimum wage in 2025. Oh, look who just walked in here. We got Ryan Casey. Maybe he wants to stand up for the Rhode Island. Yeah, we, uh, we, haven't, we haven't bashed him in a couple yeah, weeks. He's on the phone. He's not doing anything. All right, we got to wrap he's this up. Se- serious kicks going on right yeah, now. He's got the, yeah, the, is he showing farm property? Like, what's happening? <laughs> It's ninety eight degrees, dude. Is it snowing outside? What what is up with those kicks? Is that a, is that a Carhartt? Like what is <laughs> what is he doing? The skinny jeans and the big boots is a weird combo. I'm a little. All right, we gotta wrap this thing back. up. How, uh, when we come back next segment, Pat, what are we gonna what are we gonna talk about? I'm still gonna keep fanboying out. You want to talk more Amazon or, I, I or more of this minimum wage stuff? Uh, how the how the two tie together? I think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna draw right, these two separate things into one conversation. How does the seven hundred milli Amazon's gonna drop on its workforce tie into the minimum wage increase coming in twenty twenty five? We're gonna talk about that when we come back. Real Estate Radio ninety four nine News Now and stimulating talk.
Real Estate Radio, we're back for one more. This is Byron Lazine, One and Company, William Ravis Real Estate. We got Pat Kenny, Barnum Plans. We're, we were kind of really jamming on a bunch of stuff today, uh, talking a little bit of Amazon. They're investing $700 million into their workforce for potential jobs that they're going to be able to take in the company or even out of the company because we know the robots are coming there. They're training their own employees to be overqualified for the jobs they're in so they can go work in better jobs. Yeah, they're taking care of peeps. That's a, that's a solid move. And then we got the government taking care of peeps, trying to jack up the minimum wage to 15 an hour by 2025. The House passed the bill to gradually raise the federal minimum raise the federal minimum wage to 15 an hour. Obviously, that does have to get through the Senate, right? Yeah. yeah which so I have to get through the Senate. Is going to be a rough road. I'm not entirely sure it's going to actually, they're going to pull that off, but. Only three House Republicans supported it, and the Senate right now is narrowly uh, controlled by the Senate. So it could be very close. Yeah. It will be very close. This is one of those, uh, you know, not that we dive into politics, but this is definitely yeah. a partisan issue. We don't one dive side, in. One side versus the other. This is a business issue to me, uh, which is why it interests me, because it impacts. The only person this impacts the most is the business owner, okay? You know, if you're going from 14 an hour to 15, it's not going to change your life, okay? It's just not. No. But when you got 20 employees, it's changing the margin dramatically for the business owner. Mm. Uh, You know, small businesses here in Connecticut, for example, are paying more now uh, with some of the changes to the pass-through tax yeah. i don't fully understand it. i'm not an accountant we got to get greg on here to f- drop some knowledge bombs on that topic because yeah, i'm interested in well it. yeah because that impacting was impacting me that was brandy new when when like when we first we actually we talked to him and he was like it's too new i haven't seen the i haven't seen the papers i haven't yeah. like yeah and, yeah i'd be curious to see all that greg where you at man it's not new anymore we want some of the info email us your schedule by, the, by the time these guys can figure it out it's always too late you know well because you know everything's a permanent change in dc right except when it's not that's what always happens. Everything's permanent until it gets changed two years later. So how does the minimum wage and, and the uh, the investments that Amazon are doing, how does that even tie in? I mean, I, I mean, to your point earlier, Amazon's investing into their employees to shift them out of their current jobs because we know the robots. Never mind, you know, hey, let's jack up the minimum wage and get, get people from, you know, in these $10 an hour positions into $15 an hour positions. Those are going to be $0 an hour pretty soon. Yeah. Because those are robots. Well, so it's our, it's, it's flat out, you know, you just said before you were talking about it's, it's a business. It's, it's ROI. Yeah. If I spend $700 million and I train a hundred thousand employees to go from replaceable by robot jobs to software engineering and better, what is that impact on my bottom line? I'm not exactly sure, but I'm pretty confident that that's going to drive that bottom line number forward. You don't have to go through the acquisition cost. I mean, you hire and fire people all the time. I've hired and fired people in in previous lives. The cost of acquisition and retaining is huge versus a retrain and a move. And like if you reposition someone, let's, let's make up Mr. and Mrs. Amazon worker. Been there for five years, have a job are comfortable, like the company, enjoy their benefits, recognize the future that Amazon will be who they're gonna be. Would you wanna go somewhere that's a lateral move or spend, let's call it two weeks training to know that you can move forward because you're not worried about your job being taken by a robot because you're building a technical skill set that will yeah, you're give you a different position. Yeah, you're climbing the ladder. 
that they're paying for. That's the craziest part. Like he's, or they are spending the money to do it. And then I would go onto the floor and I would talk smack to the robot. You know, hey, I just got a raise because you took my job, you stupid, filthy robot. I'd start feeding the AI like, hey, I'm going to slap you around. All right. Don't look at me, robot. We don't talked be, about, I think be. we talked about the stop and shop thing, right? <laughs> like where when stop and shop struck when they striked whatever whatever the past tense of having a strike is and they got all fired up and i was like i'm sorry you're you're striking because you want more money and yeah. all and this is going to get all sorts of responses and i'm fine with that yeah i, I don't like, care either yeah stop I'm like, and shop like like that, this is obvious stop and shop uh shelf stockers you're finished cashiers cashiers later. you're See ya. done you guys are all finished like it's not my fault that you refuse to build a different skill set and i'm sorry but i'm not spending a premium on the 99 cent a pound bananas to dollar 39 a banana because you are not willing to change your skill set the job you have is finished think about back in the day way back when when lily tomlin who's an actress who i think has been dead forever today used to be the phone operator people used to have these headsets on and go who you calling who you and that and that job went away Mm mm-hmm you have, the, like, uh, I, like there's so you, many jobs have been replaced and Amazon instead of going you know what you're on your own good well, luck is is helping and yeah it's helping and, and and we'll see because you've got pressure now on both sides with with this potential minimum wage getting jacked up you're gonna have pressure on the business owners to maybe say hmm is there another solution that costs me zero dollars an hour through tech you also have uh, over the next 10 15 20 years a ton of these robotics coming in and replacing jobs. Mm -hmm. So you're gonna have a higher minimum wage where literally I I just can't hire any more employees type of thing because I can't hire more human beings because the minimum wage maybe is too high. Mm -hmm. And then you've got robots that are available. So do you think, and this is just the, you know, your your prediction mode. Do you think we would ever get, we're, we're sitting here today in July of 2019 at one of the lowest unemployment rates ever. I don't know if yeah. it is the lowest. Is it the lowest? It's uh, think ridiculously we, I think we low. Keep, we keep touching like the lowest, yeah. We're like right there. I think right? we are historically low, actually. Yeah. We're, we're like at a great number, which is amazing because of all the technology that's already replaced jobs. It's it's like a great thing. Uh, but in the 30s, in the last, in that, in that, not the last, but in the Great Depression there in the 30s, unemployment was almost... 25%. It was 24.9% was the highest it ever got. That's the highest rate ever. You think it'll ever be over 20% again? I mean, I'm knocking on wood saying hopefully it never is that ever. But do you think that would be possible in an environment where you're getting pressure on both sides? Hey, you got to pay human beings a certain amount of money. It's got to be high. And then there's oh, there's also an option. You could just buy robots and not hire human beings. Could that environment like create an unemployment where we're up over 20 percent i think there's a chance so it's a cycle right so like so what'll happen is like the obama is, years i don't even think it hit 10 did it it was like nine no i don't even think it was yeah it wasn't I think even nine even it was no, like eight or nine or but like know, so people were freaking out about single digits so like what'll happen short term there'll be replacement of unskilled labor in not all areas but like in some areas because there just has to be that that's because that's an easy skill to build but then you'll need technical abilities, technical knowledge to maintain that new infrastructure. So that'll require a different set of skills. So the people who flat out refuse to learn new things will continue to stay unemployed. The people who recognize the fact that although I disagree, this is the world now, will either get retrained 
build those new skill sets to do the things. Listen, it sounds super simple, but like robots will break. Robots aren't going to fix robots, not yet. So somebody has to know how to do that there. And so that'll be a new workforce that either is people coming out of school or coming, you know, the younger people that are going into the workforce, or it'll be the people who are displaced. You know, if you're the cashier at Stop and Shop, you have a couple of choices, right? You can go be a cashier at a local little mom and pop that can't afford robots until they go out of business because Stop and Shop's price now, because they don't have the labor force, is 40 cents cheaper on the dollar than your price is for a gallon of milk. So that'll crush all those stores. The same way Walmart closed, you know, Walmart overran a lot of the small mom and pops when they first, you know, the volume will overtake you or you can learn a new skill set. Amazon, again, is I think is heading that off at the pass by going, you know what, let's not go through this whole rig and roll. Let's keep a solid workforce that we've already onboarded, which is generally the most expensive part of this whole thing. Yeah. Because they don't have to deal with all these separation packages. They don't have to rehire new people. They don't have to train. They don't have to vet them. They don't have to bat. All of those things are done. Oh, somebody really smart's done the homework on that. They're saving money on that 700. And then, like I said before, the ROI. Think about it. So milli. I spend 700 million. I build a new workforce that develops all sorts of new, um, not just skills, but that now creates higher margin on things because they have the technical skill set that helps me drive my business forward. And I can take that same 700 million write it off first of all because it's employee training and there's i'm sure there's there's a there's there's somebody who's way smarter than me that has figured out how to make that a business expense then they're going to invest in their own infrastructure by buying robots and building out this thing which will be a loss for a couple of years because they have to spend hundreds of millions not billions of dollars on that but then going forward if your margin increases by five percent across the board every year for the rest of your you know business life you've well recaptured 700 million dollars and some and not for nothing, you're a pretty good corporate citizen by taking care of 100,000 of your own employees, which looks good. And then drives things like consumer sentiment. Just to uh, fact check myself here, I mm. pulled it up because I didn't want to. I didn't want to be misquoted on the radio. No, oh, it's documented now, man. So during Obama's tenure, it did peak out at 10. percent mm. That's when people were really getting freaked out in 2009. It peaked at 10 percent unemployment. A lot of those probably in the banking sector. And the problem with that was it didn't drop below 9% until two years after that. So there was those two years of 09 to 11 where people thought the world was going to fall apart, mm. you know, because we hit the double digits and we were hovering around du- double digits unemployment. I mean, that was market collapse. That he was, was able companies to. Companies out of business. Before Obama left, though, he was able to jack that thing down to about 5%. I think right before it left, it looks like just about. Uh, yeah, just about 5% mm. before he left office. And now we're in the, you know, I think we're in the low threes or whatever. Yeah, like three, so. I think three, four, three, five, yeah. Uh, and actually, during Obama's entire eight years, he actually gained a net of, uh, or, they, or, you know, the Drove economy. Drove it down. Yeah. Uh, he gained a net 11 million jobs. Mm. So uh, that's a little fact check there on the unemployment. But in the 30s, it was 25%. We don't want to get back to 10, never mind. 20s. Yeah, we're panicking about double digits. Yeah, let alone double and triple that. Be nuts. It, there's really only one place for it to go right now. There's no such thing as as uh, zero unemployment. Like no, it's, yeah, because not everybody wants to work, man. People, the people working don't even want to work. You kidding me? They might for 15 bucks an hour though, but who knows? Well, now they can be 2025. Probably get a lot of people saying, "I want to work. I want a job." 
give me that job. Yeah, not realizing that things are going to cost more. In 20, but it's good, whatever. You know. I might get a job in 2025. You kidding me? I'll just ride it out. It's all good. <laughs> I'll just wait till then. <laughs> Call hey, me mate, in six years. You know who I'm calling for a job in six years? I'm calling Martin McKinney. Ah, dude, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm calling him tomorrow. I'm going to get me in on that Irish Spring pool water. Those trucks are fancy, man. Polished. Polished. Got to make sure Dougie Fresh takes care of it every week, though. All right, thank thank you everybody for listening this week, and uh, thank thank you to Martin McKinney Service Station Equipment and Irish Springs Pool Water for helping us put this show on. Got to hit him with the the one two three real quick to let him know before we leave. Yeah, how do you win? Oh yes, if you if you missed it earlier, all you got to do is email me Byron at oneandcompany.com and rank New York, Connecticut, and Rhode Island from current highest minimum wage to lowest. We'll give you a gift card to Olio, uh, courtesy of Martin McKinney. All right, thank you guys. Uh, send us some information. If you want some open houses or some information on the show, send it over. For Pat at Barnum Plans, Byron, this is Byron at One and Company. We'll see you guys next week. Real Estate Radio 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk.